0: You're in the Freedom Hut. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest from Buck at BuckSexton.com. The Fauci Grinch wants to steal Christmas. The CDC is now suggesting families hold virtual holiday celebrations as we go into the winter season. Plus, you've got Twitter fact checking an obituary of a vaccine death and so much more coming up here in just a moment. Uh, So thank you for being here with all of us in the Freedom Hut. Appreciate it, team. I had a a great time with Clay at the SEC football game over the weekend. Alabama versus Ole Miss. The Ole Miss barely showed up, but as I've learned they say, Ole Miss never loses the party. So there was that. It was quite a festive situation down there in Alabama and Tuscaloosa, but let's get to that later on. Let's hop right now into what drove me absolutely up the wall over the weekend. Here you have Fauci on Face the Nation. You know, they do these Sunday shows, the Newsmaker shows on Sunday. Fauci goes on. My friends, it is the very beginning of October. As you know, it's October 4th, in case you need me to tell you that. And we are heading into the winter season. We have no idea what's going to really happen with the cases, with COVID, with anything. I mean, we just don't really know. But Fauci's already saying, you know, maybe, maybe Santa Claus is going to bring you a lump of coal this year. This is what he actually says about Christmas.
1: But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell.
2: You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've okay. just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by
0: weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. So there he is telling you that maybe this year no Christmas, no Hanukkah, no Thanksgiving, whatever it may be for you with family. Be alone at home double masked making sure that the only person breathing in your droplets is yourself. Droplets in, droplets out because it's all about protection. You know, there was this this brilliant guy and I'll have to find the the uh, audio of it and and play it for you all. There was this brilliant guy who over the weekend Decided that he was going to do this parody or I don't don't even know when he made it, but he did a a parody of masks with wearing a life vest. And it's fantastic because this this is where we are at this point. I mean, this is what we are seeing. People no longer feel the need to even make a serious argument about any of this. You know, they, they feel like they can just say, do it because we say so. And it's crazy what's going on right now i mean no christmas celebration with family that's where we are at the Fauch. but remember he wants to tell you that this is a moment in time where you got to just give up the individual for the collective you got to tell everybody that they have to step aside they no longer have rights they no longer have an ability to think for but themselves
2: you are a member of society and as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say, there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision
0: For the greater good of society. No. I I say no. How about that? But it's going to have to take more than that, as we know at this point, to get us where we need to be here because they keep winning. I hate to be the one that says it, but they keep winning. They get their way. You know what their takeaway has been from the New York City vaccine mandate? Yeah, if we threaten to fire you, you're going to get the shot. Do you think other blue states across the country and do you think the federal government are going to see this and back away or double down? Of course, they're going to double down. In their minds, there's no alternative, right? Because if you were to look at the data right now, you would see some fascinating things like uh, the north, uh, northeast, New England, Massachusetts, Vermont. They're having record caseload right now. They're having a record caseload. And. I just want to know what uh, the you know, what, what the governors of Florida and Texas have done to New England to make covid spread there so much. Also record caseload in Alaska, by the way. But in the case of Massachusetts, that's a state that has a higher than average vaccination rate. It's in the northeast. You have a lot of masking. So what is actually going on? What's actually happening? There are six hundred and seventy five patients currently hospitalized with covid-19 in massachusetts 173 that are in intensive care units 97 patients intubated there are 213 patients of the 675 who are reportedly fully vaccinated that's in massachusetts folks so i'm wondering when the data is going to catch up to the narrative here and everyone realizes hold on a second you mean that you could have a situation where we're talking hospitalizations now not cases you could have a third of covid hospitalizations in a very blue, very lockdown friendly state coming from the fully vaccinated. We, we were told that 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 doesn't happen. You're if you're vaccinated, you're very safe. You're very, very safe. Maybe now the paranoia from the libs makes sense. Maybe now we understand at some level. Oh, hold on a second. The reason that they want everyone to get vaccinated is that deep down they feel like their vaccines are not effective enough and they are not willing to deal with that risk, not willing to handle it. Here's for example, I I mentioned this guy to you and I I just thought he was excellent. So I wanted to, I wanted to play it and I want to give him credit. I'll find out his name in the meantime, but he made this, this video and the audio is pretty good, but you gotta the video. I mean the, uh, the audio of it, I think tells enough of the story where he's pretending to be a guy talking to a Fauciite about how he has to wear a life vest when he goes to the pool. Just listen to the argumentation here, and I think you'll appreciate where he's going.
2: Ah! What are you doing? Here to do a little swimming. You gotta wear a life jacket or else you can't come in. No, I'm good. Thank you, though. Life jackets are mandatory. Mandatory to wear a life jacket when you swim? And when you're not swimming, too. Why? Cases of people getting wet are going through the roof. It's a scary time. Put it on. But that doesn't mean they're drowning. People get wet every day. It's part of life. 0.00001182% of all people drown each year. That's practically everybody. So put on a life jacket. That doesn't make any logical sense. I'm not putting one on. I know how to swim. I- I've had swimming lessons. Oh, swimming lessons? You think those exist? So what, you just think your body has this natural ability to traverse through water in a way that keeps your head up so you can still breathe? Yeah, it's called swimming. Never heard of it. Flotation devices are backed by science. You don't believe in science? I do. It's just... I know how to swim. You're kind of being racist right now. What? Look how his life jacket is keeping him from drowning. He's just standing in shallow water. Put a life jacket on now. You're putting everyone at risk of drowning. How am I putting everyone at risk? Your life jackets won't work unless you have one on. Does his life jacket work? Yes, very well. Then why would he need me to wear a life jacket when his life jacket already works? We have to protect the protected swimmers from the unprotected swimmers. But aren't they already protected? Yes very well protected so they should be fine they would be except they're not very well protected because of you look you gotta put one on or you can't go in this feels creepy so Where would I get one? Oh! I'm selling them right here. You're selling life jackets? Yes! Of course. So you're demanding that everyone wear a life jacket while you are selling life jackets? Yes! For their protection. And they have to buy the life jacket from you? Indeed. Don't you think that's a conflict of interest? No conflict of interest that I can think of. How much money have you made this year from life jackets? Mm. 27 billion dollars seems like you're more interested in making money than keeping people safe from you're an anti-science anti-life jacket climate change denier with cases of people getting wet going through the roof i'm gonna need you to buy a life jacket from me and put it on or else you'll never have access to swimming pools showers rain
0: there you have it okay you get the idea i I, by the way i want to give credit to this guy who made the video i'm looking everywhere for it's just a video that's been circulating on twitter I, I don't know who he is. As soon as I find out, I'll give him the the due shout out. It's just such good quality content, though. Saying, like, "Well, but I'm not safe because you're not safe because I'm not safe because." Yeah, I mean that, that's pretty much where we are. Uh, that that is the situation we see. You know, if we had a serious press corps, for example, on this COVID issue, if we had a serious press corps, they would probably be willing to ask, "Why is it that Fauci is supportive of COVID hospital? I mean, of of uh, COVID." A vaccine mandates for children in the California school system, but he's not saying that all the teachers have a, should have a vax mandate. I mean, you have to wonder sometimes, does Fauci actually work for the United Federation of Teachers or the NIH? I, I think that's a fair question to ask. I really do. I think it's uh, something that we all have to give some thought to, you know? Why is it that this guy is always saying what the MSNBC audience wants him to say? Why is that always the, the situation? But, you know, we're, we're watching all this stuff, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's sad to see that we're still at this place and that people can't figure out this does not go away until we make it go away, until the power-mad lunatics like Fauci are finally ignored, and everyone understands that this will continue on. We push through it. We live normally. The end. But this has been such a power grab, such a power grab for them. They seem to have no interest whatsoever. Oh, and also keep in mind, uh, the two dose Johnson and Johnson vaccine is coming. Yep. Yep. The uh, two dose that they're putting in for a booster on that one. And they're telling you now you're fully vaccinated without a booster. That's going to change. Just mark this down as one of my buck predictions that will come true. Right now, they're saying you're fully vaccinated uh, without a booster shot. You're considered fully vaccinated. That will change this winter when there is a surge in cases and hospitalizations. I mean, I, I can't say guaranteed, but it is almost guaranteed to change. It is highly, highly unlikely that you will see them allow that to continue. I want to take a moment here to talk to you about the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. To mark 20 years, Tunnel to Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes. You know, coming up on Veterans Day, the soldiers that we lost, the War on Terror, are going to have their names read aloud at a ceremony. It's going to be very powerful. The words never forget require action. Do good and take action now with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I mean, their chairman and CEO, Frank Siller, walked more than 500 miles through six states over 42 days from the Pentagon to Shanksville, culminating at Ground Zero on 9-11. They're doing this to honor and to help uh, the families of those who lost their lives on 9-11 and many of our warriors who were grievously wounded in what we call the War on Terror. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T the number two T dot org. So a bunch of Democrat activists chased uh, chased oh it was like a handful of them, I don't know, two or three. Kristen, uh, Kirsten Cinema. I I do think as a society we have to come together and decide if the name is Kirsten or Kristen. I just I think that's only fair. But Kirsten Cinema uh, was chased into a bathroom. By people who were yelling at her that they 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 are illegals and they demand amnesty. I mean, he, he, here is what these activists think is a productive way to take the conversation with Sen- uh, Senator <laughs> Cinema Senator Senator Cinema. Uh, here she is. She teaches at Arizona University, and they followed her into the bathroom and recorded in the ladies' room yelling at her.
1: So we want to talk to you real quick. Want to talk to you real quick? Hi, actually I am heading out. But um, right now is a real moment that our people need in order for us to be able to talk about what's really happening. We need a Build Back
2: Better plan right now.
1: We, we knocked on doors. we need solutions to the Build Back Better plan. need have the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us.
2: We need seven million citizenship for seven million. We need the bell Black better right now. My name
1: is Blanca. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. And in 2010, my grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. And I'm here because I definitely believe that we need this pathway to citizenship. My grandfather passed away two weeks ago and I was not able to go to Mexico and visit him because there is no pathway to citizenship. And if we have the opportunity to pass it right now, then we need to do it because there's millions of undocumented people just like me who share the same story or even worse things that happen to them because of SB 1070 and because of anti-immigrant legislation. And this is the opportunity to pass it right now, and we need you to—we need to hold you accountable to what you told us, what you promised us, that you were going to pass when we knocked on doors for you. It's not right. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of human trafficking, and it's because of the lack of worker protections that we don't have in the gay economy. I need you to stand by workers. Lots of people who are like me became
0: homeless and. Yeah, you get the idea. You hear the toilets flushing in the background? They followed a U.S. senator into the bathroom while she's in the stall, recorded it, and put it all over the Internet, all over the news cycle, telling her that she has to go with amnesty. She can't go with amnesty. I mean, I guess these activists don't even realize this, but the Senate parliamentarian, the Democrats, tried to wedge it in as part of the reconciliation bill, and that's not going to work. And they don't have 60 votes to override a veto. So it, if, if Kirsten Cinema came out of that ladies room, which I mean, the whole thing is appalling, but these leftist activists are appalling. They're disgusting. Uh, and their ideas are worthy of being flushed. But even if she came out and said, fine, I'll give you everything you want. You follow me into the bathroom. I'm in a cave. I'll do everything you want me to do. Do you know what would end up happening? Do you know what their response would be from people? Okay, you need 60 votes. Even with her, you only get to. Assuming Manchin would go along, which he won't, you'd get to 50, and that's just not going to do it. So why are they harassing her this way? Because this is what the left does: direct action against people, annoying them, no boundaries, no decency. Oh, you think you can use a restroom stall or you know the urinal in peace? Not when there are leftists running around who demand amnesty. We demand it, really. Notice the entitlement sense here. Notice the you will do this. Not please, not America, this is a tough situation. We understand that sovereignty is important. No, it's give us this because we demand it. Because, you know, if my father had defrauded a bank and left me a million dollars from that fraud, do you know what would happen if I said, oh, but come on, I didn't do it. I get to keep the million. They would say no. But so-called dreamers, a.k.a. the children of illegal immigrants brought here, they claim when they were children. A lot of times they're actually lying about that, but they claim when they were children. I know it does happen. They say, sorry, the law doesn't count anymore. Well, what do you think that's going to mean going forward? Are, Are there going to be more or fewer people who bring their children here as illegals as soon as they can? Oh, it's not my fault. My parents brought me here when I was 10. Okay, well, now what? What about next year? What about 10 years from now? Does everyone just get to do this? There's a reason we have the system we do. And if somebody ultimately disagrees with U.S. sovereignty, I want to know, should we just allow people in Paraguay, people in Vietnam, people in Sweden, wherever to vote in U.S. elections? Should we allow them to come here and the day they arrive, they get the vote? Why not? They're people, too. They have hopes and dreams. We're a nation of immigrants. You say, well, Buck, no, we have to have a system and there has to be assimilation. There have to be these. Oh, do we want that or not? Do we understand we have a need for that or no? Meanwhile, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is saying it's quite clear what the Biden administration wants to have happen here. They just want as many illegals in the country as possible. Well I think we need to acknowledge the Biden administration is not trying to follow federal federal law. They're not doing that in any possible way. Their goal, it seems to me, is to get as many people into this country illegally over the next three and a half years as they possibly can. I think their actions speak to that. And so the numbers are going to continue to rise. We already were setting records. Uh, last year was a record-setting year for the for the federal government, and that number continues to rise. As you say, it's almost it's going to, almost going to be double what it already was, and that was already a three hundred percent increase. So I think we're going to see numbers like we've never seen before, and I think the Biden administration is not just you know being neutral about this or even enforcing federal. I think they're inviting it with their actions and their policies. They are. They can say don't come. They can say the border is closed as much as they want illegal immigrants know what's really going on would be illegal immigrants and they decide now is a great time to come to america so we can have this conversation as much as we want we can have these discussions and it doesn't change the fact that people are voting with their feet so to speak they're making decisions here to come to the border right now because they know the biden administration won't stop them will let them in and will not deport them we have an open border it's just a question of how open. On the budget and infrastructure bill, they're now saying they got a month on this one. I didn't even mention it before. Um, you know, the, they're, there's a lot of posture that's going to go on now, just to give a sense of how crazy, crazy Bernie Sanders is. Here he is saying the reconciliation bill should be more like six trillion. I mean, you know, because Bernie lives in a fantasy world.
1: The president has said is that there's going to have to be some give and take, and I think that that's right. I think, if anything, Jonathan, when we especially talk about the crisis of climate change and the need to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel, the $6 trillion that I originally proposed was probably too little. $3.5 trillion should be a minimum, but I accept that there's going to have to be give and take.
0: Give and take, he says. Okay. They're going to pass these things. I I told you that all along. So as much as it feels like, oh, Democrat disarray, they're going to spend too much money. They're going to spend a ton of money. And that's what's going to end up happening here. That's going to be the situation. So let's all understand that. Oh, I mentioned this at the top and I want to get to it. This was an obituary uh, uh, from Seattle, Washington. Quote, Jessica Berg Wilson, an exceptionally healthy and vibrant 37 year old mother with no underlying health conditions, passed away from COVID vaccine-induced thrombotic uh, thrombocytopenia. She did not want to get vaccinated. Facebook, I'm sorry, Twitter rather, uh, censored that and said it was misleading. This is somebody's obituary. Not allowed to say it in an obituary. Now, you, you can argue all day long about how that's very, very, very rare. Okay, it's still true, folks. We've known about blood clotting and particularly things like Uh, Blood clotting as a risk from the J&J vaccine uh, from the very beginning. Uh, We've also known about myocarditis as a risk from the mRNA vaccine. And risk means that eventually someone's going to get the wrong lotto ticket. You know what I'm saying? The the worst kind. You know, eventually someone's going to be that person whose luck runs out. And that's what that's what happens. And then the government wants to cover it up and say, oh, but you're not allowed to know about it because it gets in the way of the greater good. The truth getting in the way of the greater good and therefore the need to destroy and cover up the truth is something that has been used by every totalitarian regime all throughout history. They always think there's a greater good regime, stability, the fate of the nation, whatever it may be. They always think there's a greater good to justify their lies. Everybody in power, everybody in charge does. And the way the Democrats have gone along with all of this is absolutely shameful. Shameful shameful i think we're heading into a tough winter here uh, i think we're gonna head into a tough winter when it comes to covid when it comes to anxiety the lockdowns but also economically you're seeing there's some real problems you know, cargo ships have been piling up at ports across the country a lot of them on the west coast california because remember the coasts are blue dominated and because of covid restrictions and regulations there aren't enough people to offload the cargo at these ports And so ships are having to wait for a week, two weeks before they can even dock and unload everything they've got. Well, what the heck is going on here? Democrats think they'll figure it out later. Forget about supply chain snarls, the pressure that puts on businesses. And, And I'm here to just tell you, New York is not back, folks. This place is not back. It's better than it was, but it is a long way from where it was in 2019. And I know this is the case in a lot of cities across the country. All the blue-dominated places are in, this, are in this haze, this fog of anxiety and Fauciism all the time and of all these lingering idiotic restrictions. We are not back. And I think we're in for a very challenging winter here in a variety, I think economically, certainly politically, but also just when it comes to dealing with COVID. Um, quick note, so I, I went with Clay over the weekend to... The uh, Alabama versus Ole Miss football game, it was a lot of fun. It was as advertised. Uh, It was like the biggest party I have ever seen. I think that's the fair way to describe it, the single biggest party I've ever been to. Um, So that was cool, and everybody was super nice, and we had a fun time. So thanks to Clay for uh, bringing uh, our producer, Ali, and me down there and showing us around the game. That was a lot of fun. Also, another side note, I started to watch Squid Game. Any of you guys seen this one, Squid Game? It is messed up. Producer Mark, I'm looking at him right now. Producer Mark, don't watch this one with the misses, but you should check it out, man. It's crazy. Producer Allie, you've seen this one? No. Producer Mike, you 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 are you're already yeah you've gotten two into it, man. Two two episodes, it is it is intense. I, it was stressful watching this show, so. Anyway, if you want to, it's very, uh, I think there's a lot of socialist commentary, if I'm being honest with you, but uh, and I am, so there's that. But it's uh, it's pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff, if you are up for something. It's kind of Black Mirror meets, what's that old, what's that old Schwarzenegger movie where he has to, he's in like a big video game, it's like a uh, a game show where they're killing people. I can't remember, The Running Man. The running man, he's producer Mike coming through there with that one. That was that was uh, I remember he's got like the guy with the chainsaw and everything. Anyway, I saw that movie, but there's a very bad Schwarzenegger movie that I've seen probably a dozen times. But anyway, that's that's what I say for that. Thanks, team, for being here today with me on the Buck Saxton show. Great to have you as always. Uh, Please pass the buck. Tell people to subscribe to this show. It's a quick rundown of the day's news and analysis that you need. So share it with a friend, text it to them, email it to them, post the link to this podcast, The Bucks Sexton Show, on your Facebook page. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Shields high.